to lift that up to the Lord right now. If you love him, if you mean it, then lift your voice, lift your hands. Lord, everything, my whole life, everything that makes it up, God, I surrender to you now. Lord, let my life be built on you, Lord. Lord, I surrender to you, Jesus. got the Holy Ghost, why don't you just begin to pray in the Spirit right now? Just lift your voice right now. I'm here to preach, but the Holy Ghost is here to reach. today and I might not preach long I might not have very very many words but I know that the Lord gave this to me and that he wants to reach someone today and I I say things like this a lot but I wish that, that right now before before I read the first verse, could someone realize, could someone be here and be in this moment and get your mind off of everything else and be in this moment in the presence of the Lord right now and realize that the Lord wants to speak to me today. The Lord wants to speak to you today. Receive the word of the Lord today. In Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. It says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And just... For just a couple minutes today, I just want to preach overpacked and underprepared. Overpacked and underprepared. Now, could you lift your hands and your voice one more time? And I don't think I don't think I I don't think we've got to be primed for this today. I think the Lord's already speaking and moving on hearts and minds. And I wish that right now you'd make up in your mind. I, 
I want to be ready to receive the word of the Lord today. Let the Lord begin to work on your heart even right now. You can go ahead and respond to the spirit you feel moving on you today. Hallelujah. And in Jesus' name, you can be seated. Chris, if I'm too hot, you can bring me back. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now this is not really my normal structure, but it's just a couple of things that I know the Lord wants to say to us today. Where is your treasure? That sounds like a pretty catchy title. Where is your treasure? What are the things that you hold near and dear? What are the things that you cannot let go of? I'm still talking about treasure. What are the things that you cannot let go of? We automatically think... Of, of treasure, it's good. You think of wealth. Think precious, shiny, valuable. We think about riches. We think of treasure and we think pirates. X marks the spot. We think Indiana Jones. We think about, about riches. We think if I were to find some buried treasure, that would just be... Awesome. I pay my tithes on it and then I'm getting a few cars and whatever else. Uh, we think treasure is, is like just gold shining. And even things that we talk about that we treasure, we think about it as, as things that are not, not bad things. I treasure my, you know, I treasure my, my, my family, I treasure. You think I treasure my husband, my wife. I, I, I you know, I treasure these people. Uh, you know, blessings in our life. But treasure can be toxic in our lives, and we see throughout history how the obsession with treasure has led many to madness, and even to the grave. We look at look at these stinking guys on History Channel and stuff that spend millions and millions of dollars on drills going to Skull Island and wherever else trying to find some kind of cup that somebody drank out of. You know, obsessive. It's ridiculous. These shows will run for 36 seasons and they ain't found nothing yet. And But tomorrow this is going to be our big day and it's this treasure just just blowing away money, blowing away time, blowing away uh, you know other things that, that, that they could put their time their energy into to find treasure. Treasure can be toxic. Treasure can be something that I'm holding on to so uh, so tight and I cannot let it go. It has it has uh, it's got me spellbound almost. It's it it has entranced me and I cannot I cannot I'm fixated on it. I cannot let go of it. It's 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 precious to me. And not to be carnal here, but a great example that I could think of, and many made understand this reference and some might not but one of the most notable examples in literature would be the creature Gollum driven into madness by a treasure his so called precious that he holds close admiring it staring at it as he's thrown into the fire along with it and we see examples like that throughout different literary works and but but that's that's real life though Treasure can be toxic. And there have been many that, that knowing that this treasure is killing me have allowed themselves to be killed. But as long as i am still got this death grip on my treasure, a lot of times people can be so entranced by a treasure that to them they... 
It, it's, it, it doesn't even feel right to call it a treasure. They know it's killing them. They know that they cannot let it go. They know that it's not right. They know that it's, that it's tearing things down in their lives, but still cannot let go of it. Their heart is fixated on it. Your treasure has your attention. Your treasure has your energy. Your treasure has your effort. Your treasure has your time. Your treasure has your money. Your treasure has your mind. Your treasure has your heart. That doesn't mean it's a good thing. It just means it has you. You don't hold it, but it holds you. God help us because our treasure is what we cannot, we have a very hard time letting go of. And there are some things that we should hold to, that we should hold on to. That's why the Bible's saying, lay up treasures in heaven. That is something that I cannot let go of. I cannot afford to let go of my treasure that is in heaven. I cannot afford to lose my grip on that. I've got to stay fixated on that. I've got to give that my time, my energy, my effort. That's what I've got to give my time to. But God, help us because I can hold on to something so toxic in my life. I can hold on to something uh, that that I wouldn't even necessarily call it a treasure, but it's something that that it has my heart, it has my attention it has my fixation and we have a very hard time letting go of these things i don't you know they say one man's junk is another man's treasure some people can recognize this is junk but to some people it has become a treasure. But it's, it's a cursed treasure. In Mark 10, 17, as he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but that is God. Uh, <clears throat> thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. And I love that it says Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Loved him enough to tell him, You lack. If he didn't love him, I don't think you would have bothered telling him you're lacking something. But because he loves us, he'll say, one thing thou lackest. Go thy way. So whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And it says that young man went away sad at that saying. And went away grieved. For he had great possessions. I want us to to look at the principle here that there were things all the Lord told him to do. He said, take up your cross. He said, just lay down the rest of it. Leave behind the rest of it. And just you don't need anything. Just take up your cross. And you'll have treasure in heaven. Take up your cross and follow me. He made it so clear for him. And still, you would like to think that this, this young man would have did everything Jesus said and left everything else. And, and, and maybe we would have read about him you know, being in that upper room on the day of Pentecost. Who knows? But he walked away from Jesus sad and grieved. I wonder if he was grieved. Not just because it wasn't... And I believe this. And I don't think I'm out of line for believing this. I don't think that he went away grieved because Jesus told him something he didn't want to hear. I think he went away grieved knowing I cannot let go of these things. 
I don't think it was necessarily that Jesus told him something that, that, that he didn't like, but that he went away grieved because I realized that I cannot, these things have got a hold on me, and I cannot let go of these great possessions that I have. And that's just like us so many times, that we are not grieved at the Word of God when we hear it. We are not grieved at the Lord calling us and speaking to us, but we're grieved because we'll walk out of a service and realize I still couldn't lay it on the altar today. I still could not let go of this thing today. I still, I still am walking away the same way. I put on a good show and I lifted my hands and I cried, but I still could not lay down these things. And I'm walking out of the church doors grieved in my spirit because I know that I've got this treasure, this toxic treasure in in earth that I cannot let go of. I've heard it said so many times. Many don't have a hard time choosing heaven over hell. They have a hard time choosing heaven over earth. You give me an option between heaven and hell, the, it, it's, it's clear. I, I think I'll take heaven. People don't have a problem choosing heaven over hell, but they have a problem choosing heaven over earth. I've got too many things that I can't let go of. I've got, I'm set in my ways. I'm, this is the way my life is. This is the way it's been for so long. And it's the way it's been in, in people before me. And this, and, and this, I can't let go of these things. I have a hard time choosing heaven over earth. And it's for all kinds of things. Lord, help us today. We need to get back to a place where we can lay anything down on the altar. Please hear that. What happened to people coming to the altar? Not so they could just get a a band-aid slapped on what happened to people coming and laying it down on the altar the things that they've had a hard time letting go of what why can we not come to an altar why do we have to hold on so tightly to things that are killing us Why do we have to try and find a way to fit the things that are killing us into our lives and think that we can make it work with our walk with God? Hey, you're hearing from somebody that's tried that. You're hearing from somebody that's tried to say, well, this is what it is and this is the way I am and I've got to try and make it work. What happened to just being able to come and hit your knees in the altar and lay it down and let go of it and be free from it and take up the cross in its stead? We've got to get back to a place where we can bring anything, and I mean anything, and lay it down on the altar, and then leave it at the altar. It doesn't do any good to bring it to the altar, and show the Lord, and then take it back with you. You don't have to show Him. He already knows. You don't go to the altar to show the Lord what you've got. You go to the altar to give the Lord what you've got. He already knows. He knows you better than you know yourself. And I'll say it again. We don't come to the altar. We don't come to church and cry and lift our hands and fall on our face so we can show the Lord what we've got. We come to the altar so we can give Him what we've got. You lay things on the altar and you leave them there. You lay something on the altar, it's meant to die on the altar. (laughs) 
if you leave something on the altar, you leave it there to die on the altar so that you can live. Jesus, he said, leave everything else behind. Lay it down. Let, let it go. Lay it down. Give it to me. And you'll have treasure in heaven. And he just said, take up your cross. There's a lot of people, that, they're carrying too many other things to be carrying the cross. They're trying to hold all this stuff and then somehow carry that cross. And you've heard pastors say things like, there's, there's some places you can't go because that cross won't fit through the door. There's some things you can't do with that cross on your back. There's some things you can't say and carry that cross. And that cross... It's not, it's not that gold necklace cross. It's not that t-shirt cross. It's not that stitched on a pillow with flowers on it cross. But it's that heavy, heavy cross. With splinters. And it's a cross that your flesh is meant to die on. I am crucified with Christ. But I live. I'm telling you. To die is to live. To die to the flesh is to live in the Spirit. To lay down my treasures in earth is to store up treasures in heaven. To let go of things and leave it on the altar is to take hold of eternal life and take hold of liberty and take hold of healing and take hold of deliverance. I've got to, there's got to be an exchange. I cannot hold it all at the same time. And this is where I'm going. I'll be just another couple minutes. Our flight is about to depart. I'm sorry if you don't realize it. I'm sorry if you've got your head buried in the sand. But it's crunch time. And the flight's getting ready to take off. There's a lot of things that you're not allowed to bring on a flight. And what's funny is there's a lot of things that we think it's ridiculous that we can't bring on a flight. But we don't even know really that it's dangerous, that it can be harmful, that it can cause issues and cause problems. And there are some things that we've thought it's ridiculous that I can't still have this and board my flight. It's ridiculous that I can't still have this baggage. It's ridiculous that my suitcase can't be this heavy. It's ridiculous that I have to pay more because my suitcase is one pound overweight. It's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Holiness is not ridiculous. Living right is not ridiculous. And it's not ridiculous to say there's just some things I'm going to have to leave behind if I'm going to take off with this flight. It's not ridiculous to say I'll leave it all behind if I can just get on the I'll leave it all behind. I just got to get on the flight. I've just got to make it to my destination. I'll leave it. I don't need a suitcase. I don't need any baggage. I'll do whatever you want me to, Lord. Just let me get to my destination.
feel the Holy Ghost reaching for somebody. I'm sorry, Lord, for holding on so tight. I'm sorry, Lord, for being. I just want to make it on my destination. I just want to make it home. I'll leave anything. I'll abandon it all. Lord, give me the cross. I'll take it and I'll bear it if I could just get it. I don't want to miss that flight. Lord speaking to somebody right now. The Lord speaking. You're trying to take too much with you. You're trying to take too much with you. If you don't lay it down, you're going to be overpacked and underprepared and you're going to miss the flight. You can't take all that baggage. You can't take all that baggage and carry the cross at the same time. You can't take all that baggage and get on this flight. You'll be overpacked and underprepared. There's a lot of people. I'm one of them. I, I used to be like this. I've gotten a lot better. I'd be going somewhere for two days and take every single suit in my closet and every pair of shoes I got because I, I think I don't want to be underprepared. And I realize I packed everything except what I needed. I opened my suitcase and realized I've got just a bunch of random junk that I can't put together. I'm fixing to wear tiger stripe pants and a, a suit jacket. I, I just grabbed everything, just slinging stuff in a suitcase. And I, I thought I would be overprepared, but it ends up I don't have anything that I need. And we're like that. We think, well, for whatever reason, we just, we let stuff just pile on and pile on and pile on. And we think somehow it'll even out and be okay and I'll, and I'll have what I need somehow. But I'm telling you, this is a flight you've got to prepare for. This is a flight you've got to plan for. Don't overpack and be underprepared. Telling you the Lord wants to speak to somebody today. I love you. I love you, church. And sometimes I do feel like I'm the last one that should stand and preach something like this to others. But I'm talking to us all today. We got to make sure that we can lay everything else on the altar. Forget about, forget about how long you've held on to it. Forget about how it's affected you. Forget about how, how even how it might have affected others. Forget about, about just the, how you can't let it go, how you've not been able to let it go. Forget about how many times you failed to let it go and just lay it on the altar because we want to be ready. We want to be saved. And we, most important, hey, there, there's, a, there's something else. We cannot operate. In this life, the way that the Lord wants us to and carry that baggage. It's not just that I can't be saved carrying the baggage. I can't work for the Lord effectively carrying that baggage. I can't help anybody carrying that baggage. I can't help myself carrying that baggage. I tell you, that baggage, it holds you down. Music can come today. I'm going to wind down. Let's begin to pray for a moment. Lord, speak to me. Let me be, let me be truly, truly changed, made better by your word today. God, not just not just to look, not just to look all right. God, help me to have that abandonment. It's not ridiculous. It's not too much to ask. I'm sorry for Lord, Lord, for acting like it's too much to ask. 
I'm sorry for acting like it's too much to ask, like it's like it's ridiculous. I'll lay down anything, anything. Listen, when I say anything, I mean anything. This covers a wide spectrum of baggage. And I'm urging you, not by my authority, not because I know what's going on with you. I'm urging you by the authority of the Holy Ghost today. Lay that baggage on the altar and don't pick it back up. I'm preaching to you with all the love in my heart today. I know I'm crying. I know I'm a mess. I'm preaching to you with the urgency in my spirit today because I feel like the Holy Ghost is saying, you've got to lay it down today. You don't know what kind of damage it can do to you if you're not willing to lay it down. You can lay down sin on the altar. You can lay down secret sin on the altar. You can lay addiction on the altar. You can lay chains of bondage down on the altar. You can lay that ungodly relationship. You can lay it on the altar. You can. You can lay pride. Yes, you can. You can lay your pride down on the altar. Oh, God, help us. Lay your pride on the altar. And embrace holiness. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. Lay your pride on the altar and embrace the beauty of holiness. Oh, let let there be an exchange. Listen, you can lay rebellion on the altar. You can lay rebellion on the altar. You can lay fear and anxiety on the altar. You can lay it down. You can lay it down. You can lay depression on the altar. You can lay it down on this altar and not have to deal with it ever again. I'm telling you, you can. You can lay hurt on the altar. You can lay bitterness on the altar. You can lay unforgiveness on the altar. You can lay ungodly thoughts and and ungodly intentions. Uh, You can lay it on the altar. I don't care what it is. If if it's a habit, if it's anything getting in the way of you and God, lay it on the altar. this strongly today somebody in here and you're talking to somebody you're listening to somebody who's experienced it to the fullest crippling mind numbing extent that you can experience it but lay your shame and lay your guilt on the altar And lay your mistakes on the altar. And lay condemnation. Lay it on the altar. If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And let the Lord forgive you. And lay that junk on the altar. And be free today. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Could you stand with me today? In fact, could you just just come to these altars? If you will, I feel like there's nothing more I could say. I feel like the Lord has spoken to us. Find a place at this altar. Make you an altar where you're at. But lay something down on it. And then let it die. Leave it on that altar and be free today. Leave it on the altar and be free today.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we give you praise in this house. Oh, we give you praise in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, and that was a word for the church. If anybody, boy, us church people, we need to be reminded, drop some things, let go of some stuff. To me, in Scripture, you know, the Apostle Paul was just, man, you know, he, so many wonderful things and lessons, and he said the Lord had given revelations, and he just, he had this, even Peter would write and say, you know, there's a lot of things that Paul writes that it's, it's hard to even understand. He, he's, he's just in a place. It wasn't just that Paul was very educated, came up, and he, was, he made a statement of himself. He said, I was very zealous, even more than most in the traditions of my fathers. And he just, so many things. He said, if, if we want to start a boasting contest, he said, I can get with you. He said, I can boast. But Jesus was so important to him that he would say, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. He he said anything that was special or gain or whatever made me a reputation, he said, I'd get rid of all of it just to have Jesus. Because making it, making it, getting on that flight, hearing him say well done is going to be worth it all. Oh, I, I have enjoyed that preaching today. Not just because it was my son. I have enjoyed that preaching because that's the kind of preaching I remember hearing when I first got in the church and and people were making decisions to live their life for God. Oh, it's time to get a made-up mind. Praise God. It's time to get that made-up mind and say, like Paul said, I count it all loss so I can win him. Whatever I got to let go of so I can hold on to Jesus, that's what I'm going to do. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. What a great God. Can you play and sing through that a couple more times that I surrender all? That's an old song. It's not a new and Some of you young ones might think that's a new song. That's not a new song. That's an old song. But it's very easy to learn. You'll catch it after the first time. Let's, let's sing this to the Lord together. Let it be your prayer. Let it be your declaration today. Let it be your declaration to the Lord.
I can promise you there's nothing more that he wants to hear than one of his children say, I choose you and I surrender it all to you. Praise God. I'm thankful for the Lord. What a powerful service. Been a powerful week. A lot of great preaching. The Spirit of the Lord has spoke every service and moved and touched the lives of people. Let's don't waste it. Let's cultivate it. Let's spend time in prayer. Let's spend time in fasting. Let's seek the Lord while he may be found. Let's see God do some great things in our life. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.